0: We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome to the Whitfield Report. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, broadcasting live from NGC Studios here in southern Florida. Welcome, welcome, and good evening, Bears. Folks, I'm sorry for the, uh, delay. I was supposed to start this show an hour ago. But, uh, I had to do some computer updates. And, uh, yes, even Macs need, uh, to do updates. And, uh, this one took a bit longer than I thought it would to, uh, update everything. So, uh, once again, I apologize. And, uh... But I'm live now officially. So uh hopefully some of you guys can make it in here. That are uh there. So anyway, let me post the uh link to the uh the live stream real quick because I think that will be pro- that will probably be the uh, the best bet um, for you guys getting in here, and, uh, we already have some people watching on the, uh, the chat, and, um, so let me check that real quick while I'm just sending it on the Discord, and... okay it's okay. alright so now everyone should have the link to the show so welcome once again to the Whitfield report and let me uh let me read off the chat here. Let me get rid of a few of these windows first and foremost. And uh let's see who who do we have? Uh Dax is here and Kimmy are Kimmy is here. So is Weasel and uh Dax Dax, by the way, for those of you watching, uh, is the one who created this uh, beautiful, beautiful lower third graphic for me, which contains all of my social media information, and so I'm pretty generous with uh, wrenches for uh, moderators on my channel, but just for the heck of it, I'm going to be extra generous and uh, just say, Dax, you get you get a wrench and uh... Weasel you already have a wrench so I I, uh, I wrench bears on a pretty uh... regular basis unless your name is uh... Erwin uh, Bungeman uh... who is as we all know by now the world's greatest tr- uh... troll so uh contact info as usual because that's how I always start the show I begin the show with contact info and end the show with contact info. And now with our third for YouTubers it's not really uh, necessary anymore but for those of you listening on the audio podcast you can follow me on Twitter at SMW underscore NGC hashtag Whitfield Report. You can follow me on Gab at Sam Whitfield, you can follow me on Instagram, at Sam DeBeau underscore NBC. I don't post a lot of political stuff over there, but you know what, Instagram is a good platform, and it's one of the only ones that doesn't uh, censor me, one of the only ones, facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report, so uh, like that page, and give us some likes, very important folks, also, uh, if if you like the podcast please consider uh subscribing on iTunes and uh, Apple Podcasts and uh please write comment and subscribe when on the on the iTunes podcast it really helps us out and uh as far as contact me I think that is uh all we have for right now one more quick announcement i would like to make though uh, i announced this earlier this week on the unbearables discord but for those of you who don't yet know let me share the screen with some of you i now have a patreon page up and running yes i, fi- I finally took the plunge and got a patreon i actually I signed up for this Patreon like two years ago, and then I never did anything with it. So, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Whitfield, and for just one dollar a month to start off, you can help uh, financially support the show, and help me build towards the goal of getting more, uh, more resources to make the show even better. I want to get some better streaming software than I already have. I, I know I know OBS is supposed to be like really good, but uh, there is one that's a bit better. So I want to get that. Um, and then who knows, down the line, I might want to take the show on the road, which would be nice. So for less than, so for just a dollar a month, you can help support the show. And I would really appreciate it. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash uh, Whitfield to help support the show. And I'll have exclusive content. I'll have some extra podcasts about two or three times a week that I do exclusively for uh, patrons. They might not be um, as long as the standard podcast, but they'll be more uh, personable, and uh, I'm going to be talking with with some of my some of my uh, friends from my uh, offline life, from the real world, and so that should be pretty great. So, as I said, Patreon.com/slash/Whitfield. forward is where you can go to financially support the show. And thank you to CannaBear for being my first patron. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So, as far as topics go, I I guess this is actually a rant I could kind of go on, because lately, folks, there hasn't really been anything in the news all that much other than the repeat stuff of uh, James Comey and uh, Trump Russia and the FBI and I, and I get that the media is obsessed with Comey and the FBI and uh, all of that and Stormy Daniels but, but at this point folks it's absurd how ridiculous um, it's gotten. I mean, that's all we ever see in the news anymore is Trump-Russia. We either see Trump-Russia, Stormy Daniels, James Comey, or stuff on North Korea. That's the other thing we see. And so all of the other big talk show hosts. All of the other big uh, talk shows out there cover these stories endlessly. Uh, even on the right, they do this. Any time, like a perfect example of this, James Comey just released his uh, memoir. I guess this week or last week, and even among conservative talk show hosts, it was a big. Uh, you know, a lot of these big-time talk show hosts—they made a big deal out of it. I don't care about it. Do you? I mean, how how many is anyone here going to to buy Comey's memoir? No, ninety percent of you probably aren't going to. I know I'm not going to. So why is uh why has Drudge and uh, you know the Daily Wire, even a lot of these conservative news sites I respect, why is it like a big thing that Comey re- released a memoir? he's a he's a bureaucrat and he's a politician. I mean people who worked in washington d c they practically start writing their memoirs after they're either you know fired forced out or retired and it's just uh you know it it's it's maddening to me that his memoirs or that really anything uh, Comey based is newsworthy. I just don't get it. Um, it's, uh, it's weird. Okay, uh, I'm reading the chat. Weasel says that my volume is a little low, so let me move the mic, uh, let me adjust the mic. Is it, um, is the volume better, guys? In the stream, is is that any better? I'm 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 doing a bit, I I did adjustments before I started the show, and uh, it seems good to me. But I don't I don't like to play back uh, the audio when I'm broadcasting because otherwise I get like an echo and. You know, that's weird. Okay, Canna says it's good. Uh, Jack says it's good. Okay, we're in business. Uh, I just checked the uh, chat, and Weasel said it was a little low. Uh, that might also be your internet connection, if it's low. So, uh, yeah, politicizing the FBI is bad, Kimmy. You're absolutely right. It is bad. But why are we even focusing on this? I mean, the whole FBI-Comey thing, it's old news. It's repetitive at, at this point. It's, you know, th- there's there's no point in bring it, bringing it up. And I, I hate to say this, because I, because I love Rex Limbaugh. I really do. He's one of the reasons, if not the reason, why I got into podcasting and talk, to talk radio. But even he and Mark Levin... There is nothing to talk about with the FBI anymore. Nothing, I should say, big enough for mainstream America to really care about. I mean, now they're just essentially reviewing the the rumor mills of, you know, the whole Comey and Trump and Russia and, yeah... And so, at this point, the entire media, both left and right, are throwing stuff at the wall. Which brings me to my point, and this isn't necessarily just about, uh, you know, the Comey thing, but news in general. As I said, the media has no, um, big news. In fact, let me, let me prove this to you. I don't, I don't show, show, uh, um, my show, I don't. Really, uh, show my show prep screen uh, very often, but I do like to check the uh, the Drudge report when I'm on when I'm prepping for shows. So let's just look at what what at what's um you know at the top of Drudge. Start of the deal: North Korea freezes missile tests. Well, we well we already knew we already knew that they were going to do that. Um, you know, more stuff on North Korea, uh, let's see, uh, Schumer wants to legalize pot, mm not really, not really a good story, um. I, I mean I guess the one notable thing that happened this week was uh Barbara Bush died and uh condolence, condolences to her and the condolences to the Bush family and to former President Bush. I guess that people did ask me to talk about that because I I guess Roger Stone uh made some remark about her being a drunk and an an alcoholic, and, uh, you know, usually I like Roger Stone, but, I mean, I think it's pretty clear to anyone who was, you know, paying attention that that, that that, you know, clearly is disrespectful, and obviously I don't condone him saying that about, um, the former first lady but again that that's none that's non news essentially it, it's it's a nothing it's a nothing burger i mean i i'm so uh oh Amy Schumer is apologizing for uh being white uh Yeah, I mean, is anyone is anyone really surprised? She's a she's a liberal SJW who you know talks about her uh, you know who talks about her vagina, and uh, you know that that's that's the basis of her jokes. Her uh, her last Netflix special I remember that was released like a year or so ago. It tanked so bad. That they literally had to change the Netflix rating system from like you know the five star rating system to thumbs up or thumbs down just because you know people hated it so much. Now I now you know I could be projecting a little bit. I'm sure that that's not the only reason why they changed the rating systems, but I'll, I'll tell you this much: it's certainly. uh Contributed to it. So anyway, I was uh, I was checking Drudge report. Long story short, and no news stories there. However, however, last night, ladies and gentlemen, I did find a story last night that I wanted to share with you. It's not really a, a story as much as it is a, an editorial that I ran across last night that someone linked to me. And uh, this is pretty pretty interesting. So I, I have said for a long time that I think the NFL is going downhill because they've politicized so much of, you know, what makes the league great, and they've politicized the game of football, and it's just been really really sad what they've done. Uh hey no no Dak bear I don't think I've uh seen you before but welcome. And uh thanks for subscribing to the channel. And uh because of that you get a, get a range. So uh anyway as I was saying the NFL has really been uh going Downhill for the last couple of years, and I, I don't think that that's really a surprise to anyone. Um, however, the SJW politics of the NFL—just when you thought that they couldn't get any more absurd—we now have a, uh, we now have feminists and uh, quote-unquote journalists. Saying that the NFL should get rid of cheerleaders. Oh yes. Let me uh, let me get my glasses. Out here. So I can. Uh, read this. And. Uh, yeah I know. I probably should have had these on. At the start of the show. But. You know what the heck. I like. I like to do show prep sometimes in the middle of the show. So uh, the sh- the Chicago Sun Sentinel. See, I look I look smart now, or I look I look smarter. So the Chicago uh, Sun Sentinel. Uh, there was a piece published uh, by Nancy are more, oh, why is this, why is this reloading, okay, okay, here we are, um, so, this, uh, There was a column posted yesterday at 11.43 p.m. Eastern Time by uh, Nancy Armoir. I think is how you pronounce her name. And uh, the name of this column is basically, uh, get out of here. No place in the NFL for cheerleaders in 2018. Now, I'm going to go ahead and read this for you. Uh, for those of you watching in the video, you can see the article. Although, I know I know my camera is there, but uh, I'll, re- I'll read this off. For you. So, this comes from the Chicago Sun-Times. Again, the headline is, No place for cheerleaders in the NFL in 2018. Mm-hmm. But... The Texans aren't even bothering with the, pr- with the pretense. On their website is a photo gallery of the finest from last weekend's cheerleader tw- tryouts, and visitors are encouraged to vote for their favorites. Are these action shots of the women that highlight their athletic abilities or dance skills? Do they include a list of their qualifications? Of course not, they're head sh- shots. Sorry, head and chest shots. Close up ones at that. They're better to oogle, you know. Cheerleaders from two NFL teams have filed gender discrimination complaints in the last month, detailing the demeaning ways in which they were were treated, restrictions on what they can and cannot post on social social media, rules that prohibit contact with players and put the onus on the on the Woman to avoid it. Dress codes. Is it any wonder the underlying premise of the NFL cheerleaders is degrading, presenting women as nothing more than objects to be leered at, with wimpy, suggestive outfits as their quote-unquote uniform. Their only purpose is to titillate, which by the way is not true, I'll get into that in just a sec. It has been an appalling message to... St- to send, and in this hashtag MeToo era, there is there's no longer any place for it. NFL cheerleaders need to go, NBA dance squ- squads, and NHL ice g- girls while we're at it, too. This is not a criticism of cheerleading overall. In some forms, it is ver- a very athletic endeavor. Uh, a hybrid of acrobatics and gymnastics, the International Olympic Committee has even recognized cheerleaders as a sport and could someday make an appearance in the Olympic Games. Proponents will say that most women who are NFL cheerleaders are professionally trained dancers who just want to, the opportunity to do what they love. They uh, they play an important role in maintaining the team's positive image with promotional appearances and community service, all of which is true. I was always out in the community, said Christian Ann Ware, a former Dolphins cheerleader who has filed a complaint with the Florida Commission on Human Rights, alleging that she was discriminated against for talking our faith and bullied after saying she was a virgin. If you take away the cheerleaders, you take away the the glue. You take away the puzzle piece that brings football to life. But that isn't the real reason 26 of the 32 NFL teams have cheerleaders. And everyone knows it. They're there to be eye candy. Blow-up dolls come to life. Why else would the Cowboys mandate that that women wear uh, sport bras and hot pants for tryouts? Uh, No take time... Tank tops or bike shorts, and include personal appearance and figure as criteria. Uh, let's see. Blah, blah blah blah. Okay, so I could go on, ladies and gentlemen, and, and I'll, I'll link this. Uh, I will link this uh, article up in the show notes. But uh, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I, I have to ask who cares right i mean really this this article basically it just goes on to talk about you know how nfl cheerleaders are nothing more than you know sexualized objects the the other crazy thing let me let me just show you real quick this uh this article again as i said i'll link i'll link to the full article if you want to read the rest of it but it's you know there's not much more to other than just cheerleaders are are bad and they're objectified okay the one thing i want to point out here though folks and i i've looked and i've looked comments on this post disabled Nope. So people can't comment on this. Uh, in the uh, you know in the comment section they've disabled that. And uh, but then of course you have your uh, you know sponsored content, quote unquote, which is basically like you know it's ironic because the the Chicago Sun Times like wrote they wrote a few pieces about fake news after the Trump election, you know about how. The alt-right and Breitbart and, you know, all of these other fake news organizations helped to, uh, you know, get Trump elected. And yet they have this sponsored content, you know, which is fake news at the bottom of their page instead of actual, uh, you know, instead of actual comments where people can, uh, you know, comment and post. I'm just saying, it it seems a little, uh, it seems a little weird to me, not gonna lie. Um, well, so let me read the, uh, let me read the comments. Uh, what's really, what's really ironic is that feminists support female, uh, sex workers, but cheerleaders are bad. Uh, that's a good point, Jack, and, uh, I I have a video about this because Paul Joseph Watson actually uh made a video on this and I, I have it I have the video uh from Paul Joseph Watson on this. He 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 really covers the subject in a in a funny way, but before I, I do that I just wanna kind of preface this with my viewpoint. Like I said, n no, who cares? that this columnist is upset with, uh, the cheerleading program. I, in the NFL, I I really don't understand I mean, it's not like they're, um, forcing, it's not like they're forcing, uh, you know, these women to, uh, you know, become cheerleaders. There are optional tryouts. And uh as far as the Miami Dolphins cheerleader who says that she was discriminated against uh for faith, welcome to the mods to the mod squad, Evil Bear. Uh as far as the the Miami Dolphins cheerleaders uh being discriminated against for their uh you know, for their faith and whatever, I don't necessarily buy that because I've because, uh, I follow one of the Dolphins cheerleaders on Instagram. She actually followed me first. I don't know why, but she, uh, she did, and she posts biblical quotes on there all the time. So, uh, I don't necessarily buy that. Regardless, though, it's, uh, you know, as, uh, as Jack mentioned, uh, earlier, you know, these liberals support, uh, prostitution, uh, openly, but yeah, NFL cheerleaders are, uh, are, uh, bad, oh, I, I, I see what you, what you did there, Dax, uh, no, I don't, I don't follow them that, that way, but, uh, good one. Well, ho- well, hopefully you didn't you didn't literally follow follow her. That would be a bit, that would be a bit creepy, even even from me. Um. Yeah. Evil bear hit hit the nail on the head. Feminists don't see cheerleaders as empowerment; it's advertisement. Apparently, stripping is empowering because they are freelance. So if 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 NFL cheerleaders offered private dances to fans, problem solves. Oh, uh, don't, yeah, don't, don't tempt me, don't tempt me, evil, evil bear, uh, but no, here's the other thing, this is kind of my theory, and not even Paul just Watson brought this up in his video, which I'm about to play, but, uh, it seems weird to me that the, well, not weird, but it's ironic that these feminists love the idea of, uh, of, you know, stripping and prostitution, uh, as long as it's empowering for females, right? For women. As long as it's, you know, as long as it's women expressing their sexuality, you know, and being open about their bodies and, you know, their sex lives and whatever. But as soon as a man... As soon as a man, such as myself, says, uh, yeah, you know, NFL cheer- cheerleaders, they're kind of hot, or, uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm not am not gonna lie, the only reason I watch the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys is, you know, for the cheerleaders, which, uh, you know, let's admit, after the Cowboys' last couple seasons, the, the cheerleaders are pretty much the only... Thing that Dallas has going for them. uh I have to say the same thing about uh denver though uh our our team didn't do that well this year either so once again the, the the cheerleaders were really the only were really the only things we had going for us uh the other thing the other thing too is the cheerleaders did not kneel for the uh for the flag um so you know, I still support the the NFL cheerleaders, but as far as the teams go, I'm stuffy. So it's ridiculous. Here's the thing, though. The reason why I'm bringing this up is uh, because we may think it's absurd that someone is proposing to get rid of the uh, NFL cheerleaders but the SJWs are vicious and uh let me just say this if they get rid of the uh if they get rid of the n f l cheerleaders and uh get rid of yeah get rid of the uh you know dancers and athletics in general well then that'll just open the bridge up specifically for the n f l to like alternative uh organizations like the XFL, you know, the extreme the extreme football league. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, uh... I mean, the other thing is... And I, I'm, I'm glad that at least this journalist did bring this up. A lot, of, a lot of the cheerleaders do do community service. And... They, uh... You know they they participate in the community. A lot of them, a lot of them do USO tours, US uh, for the for the soldiers over in Iraq and uh, other places. And you know this crazy feminist she didn't mention that at all. But uh, anyway, I digre- I digress. This is feminism run amok. Uh, Paul Just Watson had a very interesting take on this. I think it's, it's interesting, at, at least. And, uh, this was actually how I, how I, so I, I was, I got sent the, uh, I got sent the, uh, link by a friend to the, uh, Chicago Sun-Times article, but apparently this is also a USA Today article. And, uh, I got sent this video of Paul Just Watson, so anyway, Uh, here's the, uh, video from Paul Just Watson talking about the NFL cheerleaders as as well. Uh, cut number, cut number, uh, one, go.
1: Cheerleaders. Who doesn't like cheerleaders? Fat, ugly, bitter feminists, obviously. And USA Today columnist Nancy R.
2: No place in the NFL for cheerleaders in 2018!
1: So after calling for classic songs to be banned for their offensive lyrics, USA Today now wants cheerleaders gone too. Is anything sacred?
2: The Houston Texans aren't even bothering with the pretense. On their website is a photo gallery of the finalists from last weekend's cheerleader tryouts and visitors are encouraged to vote for their favourites. Are these action shots of the women that highlight their athletic ability or damn skills? Do they include a list of their qualifications? Of course not. They're head shots, Sorry, head and chest shots. Close-up ones at that. The better to uggle, you know.
1: Wait, you mean to tell me that they judge women for a role that specifically requires hotness? On the level of their hotness, and not their academic qualifications. Because the first thought that pops into my head when I watch this is, Gee, I wonder what grade point average this chick got. News flash dummy, men like to look at hot women. That's never going to change. And no matter how much you try to browbeat, shame and re-educate us, that's always going to be a thing. You can't reverse basic biology through social engineering.
2: The underlining premise of NFL cheerleaders is degrading, presenting women as nothing more than objects to be leered at, with skimpy, suggestive outfits as their uniform, their only purpose is to titillate.
1: And you know what? She's got a point. This is just morally wrong. Congress really should pass a law to prevent women from being forced into cheerleading. But wait, that wouldn't be necessary because it's completely optional. I mean, cheerleaders just hate cheerleading so much, some of them pay just to audition. Women making their own choices on what to do with their bodies. Wasn't that what women's lib was all about? Freedom of choice. You know, before all you resentful harpies hijacked feminism and turned it into a global laughingstock with your hair-brained intersectional nonsense. It's
2: always been an appalling message to send and in this hashtag MeToo era, there's no longer any place for it. NFL cheerleaders need to go. NBA dance squads and NHL ice girls while we're at it too.
1: Right, so in the name of feminism and supporting women, you want to deprive tens of thousands of current and future women of work. You purport to be a champion of women, yet you refer to these women... As blow-up dolls come to life. Simply because they've chosen to do something that your joyless puritanical ass doesn't approve of. Now, let's pause there and have another look at some cheerleaders.
0: Let's see. Quick uh, interjection here. Yeah, I I know. Yeah, I know, I know, to all the guys who are bummed out that I am pausing the video. And, uh, boy, <laughs> and what a, uh, what a face shot I chose to, uh, pause this video on. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, what Paul is saying here is absolutely true. I mean, all of these women have to audition. None of us are forcing women to, uh, become cheerleaders in the NFL. In fact... When I was in high school, like none of the guys were even suggesting to, to the girl to the to their uh, girlfriends that they should audition for the cheerleading squad. All of the girls in my high school if anything, they were the ones who were you know more than eager to sign up so hmm but uh anyway, let's see. Uh, cut number two...
1: As I was saying, men like to look at hot women. Control freak, middle-aged, pearl-clutching, left-wing journalists who write for USA Today don't like to look at hot women. Did you fail the high school cheer team? Is that what it is? Oh, and by the way, this isn't just about shaking around pom-poms on game day. Many of these cheerleaders do important charity work and community outreach. They're one of the biggest entertainment groups to regularly perform for the United States Armed Forces overseas. These girls literally go into war zones to lift the spirits of the troops. And she admits this in her own article, but then says, Man, just ban them anyway. I mean, the NFL is already hemorrhaging viewers because of its tolerance of social justice stupidity. Now you want to take away the cheerleaders? I mean, what can we ban next? Las Vegas showgirls, burlesque dancers, Instagram hotties. Why don't we just ban models altogether? I mean, what other potential career paths for young women can we terminate because we're such good feminists?
2: But, Paul, this is just one newspaper columnist.
1: No, 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 no. This is part of a wider purge F1 Grid Girls banned, the Tennis Girl Poster banned, Beach Body Ads banned, Page 3 Girls banned, Booth Babes banned. We just made hundreds of thousands of women unemployed. Go Feminism! <laughs> Oh, we'll bitch and moan all day about the horror of displaying women who choose to wear what they want, while simultaneously celebrating a modesty culture that forces women to wear bags on their heads as a symbol of women's empowerment. Maybe if we just compelled women to wear certain items of clothing, you'd be all for it, because that's what seems to pass as feminism these days. No, the whole point should be to let women be rocket scientists or Babylon jigglers give them equal opportunity and mind your own frigging business.
2: Feminists are going on and on and on about how it's degrading to women. The women that are actually doing it don't feel degraded and we're not being given the choice to decide now whether we want to do it or and not. And
1: this isn't a feminist crusade, this is a class crusade. This is about a bunch of condescending, sanctimonious, elitist snobs like Nancy R. Moore looking down their noses at hard-working girls just trying to make their way in life. Look, not all Girls can aspire to be like you, to write laborious, tormented diatribes about how everything that offends your prudish sensibilities should be banned. So embrace real feminism, embrace real equality, and leave these girls the hell alone. Please click the big red button to subscribe, it really helps me when you yeah, do that, yeah, and click yeah. the bell to allow notifications. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, okay, speaking of, uh, notifications, I guess, uh, Dax hadn't seen that video because YouTube has been giving him notifications for, uh, Paul's channel. So, uh, you're welcome, Paul. as I said, folks, it's ridiculous that, you know, that this is what is considered, uh, newsworthy now. But it is. And, and like I like I said, if the if the NFL uh you know gets rid of cheerleaders officially, uh, I'm out. Because I mean at this point with the league cow top political correctness, with uh you know Black Lives Matter and kneeling for the flag and even the Super Bowl halftime show now, as I said, the the cheerleaders are the only thing that, you know, are are keeping me even rem- remotely interested in, in the, the, the league. And, uh, you know, it's... The interesting thing is, I would have at least respected this, uh, this quote-unquote journalist if she had interviewed some of the uh, cheerleaders. Well, I mean, I guess she did speak to the one... But, okay, you know, talk to more than one cheerleader, uh, you know, don't just talk to the one that filed a, a complaint, which as I said, uh, you know, that's a little suspicious and there's more than, and there's there's more than just that going on there because, you know, like I said, I, I've seen these cheerleaders, uh, you know, post, a lot of them are Christian and a lot of them post Bible quotes like on the Facebook pages, and, uh, Instagram. And whatnot. But, uh, anyway, so that's that for, uh, that show. Now, I wanna, I wanna go uh, to Owen Benjamin's show from Friday. Because Owen talked about Louis C.K., and how Louie has this whole bit about how he basically hates his kids. And uh, I, I was going to super I was going to super chat this to Owen, but uh, I decided to save this dialogue for the show instead. Um I understand Well, first of all, I and I've I've talked about Louis C.K. a bit on the show before, but let me just reiterate this for those new viewers because I, I think I think the last time I talked about this, I was not yet a bear. I wasn't part of the, the unbearables yet, so I have I have a new audience, and so let me kind of reiterate. I am actually a big fan of Louis C.K.'s comedy. He's in my top five, comedians, um, I would say Dennis Miller is my my first one. Uh, Adam uh, Adam Carolla is uh, well, Adam Cor Carolla. Yeah, he's a, he's a comedian. I would say he's number two. Number three would have to be uh, Dana Carvey. Uh, number four would be Owen Benjamin and number 5 would be Louie. So I understand that Louie is crass and I understand I mean the the awkward the, the thing that is kind of awkward now is a lot of his jokes they still are funny to me. But a lot, a lot of them like about masturbation, they were funny because they were awkward to begin with, but now they're uh now they're just awkward and not that funny anymore, given what is what, but I've always said that as far as um as far as comedy is speaking i've always i've been a fan of louis c k and if he and, he, and if he ever does anything again, which i'm sure i'm sure he, he'll be back on the comedy scene you know soon. It might it might take another, you know, year or two, but he'll be back. I guarantee it. Um I would probably still watch his comedy specials. Now do I think he's a good person? No. Um obviously not with what he did, and I, I Owen was analyzing his uh jokes. About him, uh, you know, basically crapping on his daughter for being four and, uh, you know, being a small child. And I understand that people, you know, in the Amaral chat, that, that was upsetting to them. And it kind of is. If you take the comedy away from it, it is upsetting. But uh, but then I was also reminded of an old bit that Dennis Miller did on his HBO show, where uh, Dennis Miller also talked about parenting, but he talked about it in a much more uh, positive light. And uh, see, that's the other thing. A lot of people nowadays think that in order for something to be funny, it needs to be crass- or vulgar and demeaning. And so, while Louis C.K.'s bit on parenting is demeaning, right, that's his, whole, that's his whole thing. Parenting is a crappy job. That's the bit. Um, Dennis Miller, on the other hand, and he did this monologue uh, 20 years ago. About parenting and how good it is, and how it's rewarding, and so I I want you I want you guys to look because this is a to me at least this is a fascinating uh compare and contrast uh, between the two. Uh, do do I have it? Oh yeah, I do. I just I just need to pour it in. To uh, import it into the program. Real quick. So this is. uh, This is Dennis Miller's. Rant on parenting. uh, From the. Mid 90's when he had his show on HBO. And. uh, It's a very. It's awesome comedy. But this is. What I like to call constructive comedy. And this is. This is what Owen. Does every day and this is why I admire Owen and this is a large part why I also admire Dennis so uh, clip number
3: three, go Mikey Mike. well Mother's Day is this Sunday you going to call your moms? you better I tell you there's no love sweeter than the love between a mother and a child now I know my wife loves me but I'm reasonably sure she doesn't love me like she loves our two sons. I, I see the way she looks at them, and I, I know she's never looked at me that way. You know, it's kind of humbling, because you realize at some point, you are know, just a date that worked out. I, uh... Yeah. I don't want to get off on a rant here, but parenting is the most important job on the planet, next to keeping Gary Busey off the nation's highways, and, uh... Gary, if you're watching. Uh, The reason parenting is becoming increasingly crucial is that we now live in a world that's more fucked up than Peter O'Toole on his birthday, you know? (laughs) I used to scoff at the art of parenting, when I was single I was walking down the street one day in New York City, I saw a guy with one baby in a carriage wailing like a prison siren and another baby master blastered onto his back in a sapien holster. He was feeding both of them a combination of Cheerios, Weibach crackers and Juicy Juice from a baggie he had scotch-taped to his chest hair. (laughs) All the while, he was pulling baby wipes out of a belly pack like a coked-up Baccarat dealer going through a four-deck shoe. And I, I swore I would never end up like that. Well, you know something? A couple of years later, I did become a parent. And guess what? I'm still not that fucked up. And uh, for that matter, I still don't have any chest hair. But I do have a firm grasp of the fact that the most important job I'll ever do is that of parenting. It's that simple, folks. Kids are the sponge. You are the super soaker. You know, it seems that teachers, friends, and neighbors alike all know where a child's behavior is coming from. But often the parents themselves are in denial. I remember once my kid got in trouble for saying to his teacher, what time is fucking recess? And I remember thinking, oh, where the fuck would he get something like that? Yeah. But be it- You never did that. You're, you're a good boy, Holden. It was a joke joke. <laughs> Be it swearing or loving or hating, we undeniably impact our children. So I propose the following. Make parenting illegal unless you first get a license. It would go something like this. A man who wanted to have a child would have to prove he was responsible. Earned enough money for food and clothes for the kid and would commit enough of his time and wisdom to ensure the rest of us that the kid wouldn't end up in a Texas bell tower with a high-powered rifle and a grudge anytime <laughs> in the near future. As for the woman, same deal. But she has to also promise not to make him wear her dresses while she hems them, the pins sticking his tender calves, the humiliation slowly destroying his young will to be the world's funniest comedian. <laughs> Sorry. Uh- And then there's the main reason, the definitive reason, the sadly serious reason that you should have to be licensed to have a child. Seems to be a shocking rise in the incidence of child abuse on this planet, and I think it augurs for the end of the world. I understand man's inhumanity to man. Adults are violent, amorphous blobs that careen around the planet. Occasionally they brush up against another individual, and hey, their life must end. All right. I think we all dig that transaction. We're big boys and girls. We dig our own graves, but... When did we start bleeding it into the innocence? You've got to promise me if you're watching me tonight and you ever get to the point in your life where you're so puzzled, confused, frightened, or broken that you feel the only way out is to either abuse or molest a little kid, well, then you've got to kill yourself. <laughs> you, <laughs> you have got to lean into the strike zone and take one for the team. <laughs> Listen, in an age where a child can be left unsupervised in a trailer with Beavis and Butthead on the TV and a book of matches within easy reach, a license to procreate starts to make a whole lot of sense. If you're still unconvinced, let me put it to you another way. Cato Calen is a father. <laughs> All right? Our society is increasingly made up of people whose parents completely bailed out on them. You want to do something about it? Don't bail out on your kids. How's that for a simple can-do? Rise up out of the mire of your own narcissism and get selfless, for Christ's sake. You want a better world? The seeds for it are right there in your own house. Be good to those tiny humans laying there on the living room floor watching cartoons. Give them a sense of your past. A nurturing present, an optimistic future, and no return to favor by giving you the same in spades, my friend. If you can stare between the stars into the blackness of the heavens and say with a smile on your face to whomever or whatever it is that you believe in out there, I'll do anything and everything it takes to be a good parent. Then you're ready. Almost. Get yourself a copy of The Lion King. Now you're ready. (laughs) Of course, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I want to know what you think.
0: So that is... That is, uh, Dennis Miller on parenting. Very, uh, sharp contrast from, uh, from Louis C.K. But very similar, if not identical to what, uh, Owen was saying the other day in his stream. And, uh, for the record, uh, as I, as I mentioned, oh, hello, Canterbury. I know you've been jumping in and out of streams, but, uh, As I've said before, uh, I mean Dennis is one of Dennis is probably my all-time favorite comedian uh, because he, well, he uses comedy to uh, to shed uh, light on taboo issues. At least, at least he did when he was on uh, Saturday Day Night Live, and uh, you know now, ever since he came out as a, as a conservative 15 some odd years ago uh, he's been using it to speak uh, truth to power so uh, I would argue canna bear that Dennis is the reason why Owen exists and uh, you know as as a comedian and kind of why independent libertarian comedy exists as a whole but I, I always like I've seen that clip before over the years, but it didn't really rewatching this for the first time in a couple years, going along with what Owen said about parenting the other day on his stream, it just made this much more profound you know i I guess. What, what frustrates me is we live in a culture where now we're, um, where men are being punished for being attracted to attractive women. I.e. in, you know, like I just read earlier with the uh, whole, you know, the NFL needs to ban cheerleaders. So the left wants to get rid of... Uh, well... Well, the the left ultimately wants to get rid of the uh, the family unit, but you know they they want to make it so that men, uh, you know, won't be attracted to women anymore. They're trying to destroy that, um, and they're they're trying to destroy the nuclear the nuclear family too. They 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 really are, and uh, you know, as I said, I realized that what Lou, uh, that what Louis said, uh, you know that that was a bit that he, he did. And I have to be honest, even, even, even though I'm a fan of his, that was always a bit that I had, uh, problems with. It just, that was one, one bit that always, always bothered me. Uh, let's see in the chat. Uh, let's see. Uh, um. Oh, can it? So, can it? You're saying I'm quieter than the uh than the clip I showed. Interesting. Well, I I could also try uh, adjusting the the gain on on my mic. Um. But, um. Yeah. Yeah. I need. I need to. I need to play along with the the mic settings on this. Uh. Anyway. So, I just thought that that was interesting, um, you know, considering that parenting has been a big topic among the unbearables. Now, uh, I know that we're, I know that it's 10 o'clock and that usually I would end my show right about now, but, uh, I also wanted to, to talk a little bit about, uh, guns, and I, I saw this, uh, interesting, I actually was l- listened to an interesting, uh, Joe Rogan podcast today with, uh, a guy by, by the name of Coleon Noir, and, uh, I had I, I'd i seen this guy on Twitter before, but I hadn't really checked him out until, uh, I heard him on Joe Rogan, but he's an African American, uh, NRA uh spokesperson and uh he does a show for NRA TV and he was on Joe Rogan's podcast uh I think it was on either Wednesday or Thursday and they were they were talking about the you know the controversy of you know guns and why the left is and why the anti gun crowd is So how about getting rid of guns and, uh, we also, uh, let's see, well, uh, Dax, when I, when I, uh, when I heard him, he, he, he pronounced it Colion instead of Collins, so, uh, I don't, I don't know, um, yeah, Colin, I I guess, yeah. Um, but anyway, he and he and Rogan were talking about the the problem with guns in this country, and one of the things that he brought up more towards the end of the interview was that the economics is um, economics plays a plays a big part of this. That the reason why there is so much gun violence in our inner cities is because economically there isn't as much opportunity for uh... black people in the inner cities and that's because of big government and big liberal policies so i thought this clip was uh... interesting i'm gonna play part of it and then comment as we go along uh... this interview is very interesting and i I do recommend that you guys, uh, that, that definitely is one Joe Rogan podcast that I would definitely recommend, uh, watching when you, when you get the chance, uh, let's see, so, uh, here is, here is, uh, Colleen Noir talking about, uh, Chicago's gun violence epidemic on the Joe Rogan podcast. I found this fascinating. So, clip number four. Clip number four. Go.
4: What do you think can be done to stop this stuff? Have you thought about it? Yeah, I think about it all the time.
5: It's 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 a harder question for me to ask than to come up with ways of why we don't need gun control. Right. You know, because that's that's yeah. You know, it's hard. I think so too. Especially when I'm taking gun control off the table, because people are always saying, you know, you guys don't. You guys don't want to move one inch. Well, I was like, yeah, because we've been moving an inch for the last 20, 30 also years. So the
4: problem is it's a it's a fucked up argument because the people that are holding the guns are not necessarily the people that are doing these things. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're trying to attack the the vast majority Jordan. of gun owners are not committing crimes They're with
5: their guns. They're not. So when I think about what can we do to stop? Different types of shooting, for instance. Let's talk, let's start with the, let's start with, with the type of shootings that happen the most. Right. Gang violence. Right. Right. So, if you look at the statistics, you think, oh my gosh, America's a war zone. Right? 30,000 people a year die, and then and then the vast majority of it that is remaining as actual homicides is gang violence, so then we have a gang problem. We don't have a gang problem in this country. We have a socioeconomic problem in very specific areas in this country. Right. Because I just came from South Side Chicago, where I started in Hyde Park, where Obama used to live and then drove a few minutes into an area that looked like a bomb went off. They don't have the violence in Hyde Park that they had in that area. Why? They had the same access to illegal guns. They don't have the same problem because there's a difference in economics. And no one wants to no one wants to address that. Right. If I'm a kid growing up in that neighborhood and I'm going to a school that's shitty. Right? they don't give they don't give a damn about me I, I I lucked up and was able to go to good schools right I went to schools where my teachers cared. I went to schools where teachers pushed me when I was slacking off you know I had the ability to take out loans to go to a good law school you know I had those abilities if I'm a kid growing up in this environment and i I can't find refuge in my school I can't find refuge at home because my mom's working three or four or five jobs so she's never there. Where am I going to go find parent? I'm going. Where am I going to find that parental influence? I'm gonna
0: find- One thing I want to mention. This is a very interesting point. But again, this ties back to the left trying to destroy the nuclear family, ladies and gentlemen. Because in the black community, and this doesn't only really tie into the clip, but I'm thinking of this now so i'm i'm just going to go with it the the black community deposed the civil rights act of 1964 it did a lot of wonderful things but once the feminist movement uh once the second wave and third wave feminist movement became a big thing uh Black fathers started becoming absentee fathers and we started to notice that the African-American community, that, that the fathers were absent at home and uh, that fathers were either being locked up or, you know, in jail or, you know, in, in a lot of cases, you know, dads weren't even meeting their kids. And so these women have had, you know, three, four, five, six or more kids on welfare. And so, you know, it's, I agree with Colin, it is economic in nature, but it's also heavily, heavily uh, revolved around the lack of a uh, father figure in a nuclear family. While this uh, gun violence is happening, and even in and even with the, all these shooters, with all these mass shootings, like in the in the school in the in the school, like at Parkland, and uh, with Columbine, and with the with uh, the James Foley guy and uh, Aurora, Colorado, right? N- none of these guys. From what, I, from what I remember... Well, A, they were all on psychotropic... Uh, Antidepressant drugs to begin with... But a lot of these young men... Also had no father figures... And no stable family life... To... Uh, to really... You know, give them a sense of purpose... In life either... So... It's interesting because we've been talking about... You know... The theme of this show tonight has kind of been about destroying the family, right? If you if you keep men from being attracted to women, you know, with the whole NFL cheerleader thing, then they won't want then they won't want to get a family. And if you stop that, then they won't procreate. And if you break off the father from the fam- from the families that already do have kids, well then those kids are more likely to become criminals and so on and so forth. So I just, uh, I had to make that point real quick. Uh, Colin is making some great points and I, I do want to finish this clip up before we end the show. I realize we're going a little over on time. So even though we started late, but thanks for bearing with me.
5: Fine on the streets. So now I'm on the streets being able to make money. What am I gonna do for money? Well, then there's their narco economy, very conveniently right there for me, right? Sell drugs. So now I'm selling, now I'm staying on a corner selling drugs. I got to protect my product, right? If I don't, someone's going to take it from me. So what do I do? I get a gun and I carry a gun. Now I'm stuck in a situation. Now I'm just stuck in this violent loop, right? That feeds on itself. And so now I'm stuck defending myself against the guy who's shooting at me trying to take my stuff and I'm shooting back at him. Maybe not because I'm trying to take his stuff, but because he's trying to take mine, right? So that's where you get that violence that comes from that from those particular areas now if we would have sat back and said okay we have hyper concentrated areas in this country this isn't widespread it's hyper concentrated communities in this country that are dealing with this that are also the result of the vast majority of our gun violence if we sat back and thought about from a social economic standpoint how do we fix this what do we do how do we present opportunity I'm not saying go in there and just hand out stuff, but how do we fix this from the standpoint of improving our schools? How is that I can drive five minutes one direction and have a school that has everything you can name and then drive in and the opposite direction? The school has, can barely have textbooks to give to their kids. Mm. Think about that. Yeah. So why, why aren't we focusing our energy on building that up? Versus talking about, oh, we need to get the guns off the streets. You did that. You have that in Chicago. You have every gun law imaginable in Chicago. But yet, Southside Chicago still looks the way that it does. Still has the violence that it does. Right? So if we would, if we provide, when I mean, you give people something to lose or to live for, they don't throw away life so easily. Plain and simple. So if my socioeconomic status is, is in the dirt, I don't have a problem looking at another kid down the street and shooting at him and taking his life. I don't have anything. I don't have anything to lose. But if we were to focus our attention in fixing that, same way we talk about the mental health issue with respect to mass shootings and school shootings, we wouldn't have to worry about the guns because we won't have people wanting to do those things or have the capability to do those things, right? So then that deals with that vast majority of the violence that we have there, focusing that energy in fixing those communities.
4: I agree with you 100%. And we've talked about this many, many times in the show that I think that, if you wanted to make America a better place, one of the best ways to do it is to make it easier for someone to succeed, make it easy and, and stop pretending that it's a level playing field because yeah, I didn't not. grow up in a level playing field. No. I got lucky. I did. You too. got lucky. A Absolutely. lot of people did. And if you go to somewhere like the South Side of Chicago and you don't realize that you got lucky, you're, you're blind. Yeah, there's. We, if you want to, what's the best way to make America stronger? Less losers, <laughs> less people who lose. How, do, how is that? Well, give them more of a chance. Yes. Give them more of an opportunity and give them guidance ship, community centers, clean up the streets, fix buildings. But that's a lot of fucking money that we're spending right now in Afghanistan and mm-hmm. uh, Iraq and but building then, missiles and all kinds of crazy shit that we're not putting any money into that. But then who do we hold accountable? We, so for instance, who do we like, right. like if we talk about the inner cities, for instance? Mm hmm.
5: They've been democratically run for ages now. The local leadership there is
4: democratic. Right, but there's no money. There, the problem is there's well, no the money's money. going somewhere. Yeah. Look, I mean, look at Chicago. It's just not enough. It'll I mean, the, the, the money's going into the areas where people are wealthy, and that's it's what they're true. supporting. They're not supporting these impoverished areas. And but I, then,
5: And you know what? You're absolutely right. So if that's the case, and we all understand that, and you know that, stop mm-hmm. selling this bullshit about gun control. Then, well, let's just, just talk, say that that's
4: just one <laughs> one aspect. Oh of no, gun I was, yeah, I was, gonna, I was I moving to the next you. one. Yeah, I agree with you there. So in that sense, in when it comes to gun violence, it's very complex. When it comes to gang violence, mm-hmm. it's very complex. And I agree with you that they need. There's no other way to stop that than to fix the inner cities where people are just in that cycle of constant poverty and crime and it's all they see around them. So it becomes normalized. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, it's, um, I mean, everything that Colin and Joe said, there is spot on. And, and and man, I, I I have to say really up until this year, I wasn't a big fan of Joe Rogan, but the more and more I listen to him, I am becoming a fan. Well, You know, honestly, Joe Rogan and Steven Crowder is how I found out about Owen. So, uh, you know, in a way, I'm I'm thankful, you know, to this man on screen right here, uh, Joe Rogan, because had I not uh, watched that podcast where he and uh, Kurt were both on, I would have never discovered The Unbearables. And I would never be here uh, chatting with all of you wonderful, uh, folks, so, uh, thank you, Joe Rogan, but, um, yeah, everything Colin said here, I mean, the problem is, it's, it's economics, and it's problems with, you know, the lack of a nuclear family, and it's also a problem with, uh, pop culture, too, as Dax pointed out. Um, Dax made a couple of good comments, which I want to read off in the chat, and if... Folks, I I do want to know what you think, so if you have any comments that you would like me to read uh, on air, I I am looking at the chat now. Um, Dax brought up a point which I think is... Awesome," he said. Uh, "The West will not allow us to criticize the culture problem. I'm convinced that that's why so many people go to race. Uh, they already call you Nazi if you talk about the problem with black with uh, black culture. I shouldn't call it black culture. The gangster culture is what I mean. No, I mean I I, I knew I knew what you meant, uh, Dax. I mean I think a lot of people do. Um." The, I mean, it's, it's so multifaceted, um, because we, we have a problem with the, with the lack of a nuclear family in the black community, right? And I just mentioned the whole thing with, you know, lack of fathers, um, and that's a huge problem. We also have a problem with uh, economics, as well, with there being less economic opportunities in you know poor black areas, which are run by <coughs> Democrats uh, mostly. But I I digress. But no, that seriously is a big a big part of it. Um, and then I know that I know that Neri John, if if you're if you're watching this. I know I know this is gonna absolutely bust your balls boy but uh I gotta say the hip hop culture and the rap culture a lot of it i do i i get some of it okay and I would be a hypocrite if I said i didn't ever once every once in a while i do uh i don't know if any of you can, if if any of you can see this but behind me on the bench i have a i have a uh i have a earphone case, and, uh, in those, in that case is a pair of, like, $150 headphones, and, uh, every once in a while, I'll put those on, and, uh, well, I listen to all types of music, but every once in a while, I'll put on NWA, and, uh, so I, I do listen to rap, and I don't think rap inherently is bad itself, but I do think that this, uh, culture that has taken a hold of, uh, black America, is, uh, hey, hey, John, thanks for sho- thanks for showing up, I can officially, uh, I can officially rent you now that you're, uh, here, it's, 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 it's about, it's about time, uh, so so great, yeah. J- John tunes in right as I'm right as I'm about to shit on hip hop. No, I I think uh, I think the medium of hip hop is great itself, but I'm honestly not a big fan of the fact that so much of this gangster rap is just that gangster rap. That it's always you know portraying black people as uh, you know, pimps, thugs, and, uh, you know, drug addicts. Same thing with, uh, Hollywood and, uh, in movies. You know, like, like, a lot of, of movies, uh, a lot, a lot of black-centered movies, they make fun of, of black people, even. I, w- I was actually talking to, uh, one of the students... At my college, who is going to my school for the film program, and I go to a local community college. Um, I know, so you know, it's not a big university, but still, my my school has a has a film program. And uh, I was talking to one of the uh, students there once, who was a who is a young uh, black man, and uh, he said that one of the reasons why he's going. Into filmmaking, why he wants to become a filmmaker, is because he wants to uh, change the narrative of black people in entertainment because it's morally bankrupt, and and can and had the nail on the head. Um. I mean, a lot of this stuff with you know gangster rap um glorifies. Uh, a negative culture and a negative stereotype. Same with, uh, you know, same with like a lot, a lot of these movies, like the the Tyler Perry movies, right? Where he he, where he dresses up as Medea, you know, the flat, the fat black chick, the fat, uh, you know, grandmother. Like I, I get that that's his bit, but that it, that in and of itself is. It's very racist. In fact, it's even more so racist than uh, Owens that, that, per, that person of color stole my bike. I would actually argue that the that that, the, uh, that person of color stole my bike joke uh, that Owen makes, I would say that that's less that that's actually less racist than what Tyler Perry does with the Medea character. The Mindy character, if you've actually ever looked at it, like I'm a white guy, and the the first time I saw that I was offended because it's it's blackface, but because Tyler Perry does himself and he's black, like that's a, it's that's supposed to be okay. Um and I'm I'm just saying it's negative stereotype types like that um in pop culture. And then we wonder why so many so many uh Black people are, uh, you know, are influenced by negative culture. Politics is downstream from culture, so it's it's the lack of economics, it's the lack of father figures, and it's uh and it's you know rotten pop culture. So guns aren't the problem. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, uh, let me, let me read some of the let me read some of the comments. Uh, oh, Canberra, uh, Bear wanted me to read this comment from earlier. Uh, read this. I'm I'm ga- I'm gay. Oh, so uh, can if 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 you're if you're gay then uh does does that mean uh if if you're gay, does that mean uh amethyst is free then? Th- that's that's what it must that that's what that's what it must mean. Either that or you're attracted to me, which uh you know sorry dude, I'm I'm all you know, I'm only attracted to, to women. But uh let's see. No, in uh in all seriousness I'm I'm happy for you guys and you know, do like Canada does and find and find yourself a, uh, find yourself a good, a good woman. Okay. Uh, in the, awesome the chat, we, uh, Dax brought up the point that the, that the black family was intact and now they went on Republicans. Yeah. Well, also, and I, I actually, I, I actually met Larry Elder, uh, a year ago. He came here to Florida with uh, Michael Medved for a uh, speech, and I actually got to meet him once. I I can't pull the photo up right now, but I'll I'll post it in the Unbearable's uh, Discord. But, uh, you know, long story short, Larry Larry Elder also brought up the fact, to me personally, that, uh, you know, feminism really ruined the black family. Because even though it said that, you know, women are strong and independent, it really didn't give African-American women, you know, the tools they needed to succeed. See, that's the other thing with feminism. Feminism tells women, especially African-American women, that they can succeed without men, but it never really goes, um, you know, it never goes into the extra step of actually telling women uh, how to succeed, it says, feminists just love to say, oh, uh, you can be more successful without a man, uh, but see ya, and, uh, that's that, okay, uh, yeah, five watching, ten likes, yeah, like I can, I, I can bear share, Neri sucks, that comes from, uh, DJ Neri, yeah, we all we all know that that's your alt account, John. So so what you're you're saying you suck yourself? So, uh, so, but uh, let's see. Hey, uh, Jester, Jester Bear, welcome welcome to the program. You're uh you're catching the end of my show, uh, Jester Bear. So I apologize. We've just been talking about... All manner of things. Uh, oh, also... I'm, I'm a little bummed out that... Uh, Neri is going to be super bummed out... When he finds out that he missed... Uh, an earlier segment where, where I was playing videos... Of uh, hot NFL cheerleaders... Uh, when I was talking about feminists... Wanting to, to, to get rid of uh, cheerleaders in the NFL... I think, uh, I think Canna might have missed, missed that too. So, uh, I, I apologize. So. Also, uh, oh, thank, thank you, Canna Bear. Um, thank you for the compliment on my shirt. Uh, yeah, I, I got it for, uh, it was an Easter present for my, from my mom. So, uh, thank you for the, uh, for the compliment. Yeah, it's. It's, uh. It's, uh. Nice. <sighs> so. Well, for having nothing to talk about in the news, we sure covered a lot of, uh. ground. So. Um. So, yeah, that. Again, that segment with, uh. Colin Noir was, uh. Was fascinating i real I real liked him, and I real liked uh joe rogan uh now now Canterbury, you were saying something to me the other night about uh Joe Rogan starting to come over more towards the right. I agree with you um well, too late josephberry you've, you've already got, got a wrench. so uh oh. Oh, yeah, Dax, thanks for reminding me about Candace Owens. This is a... I knew I had this in the stack of stuff to get to. Thank you for mi- reminding me. I would have end the, ended the show and then remembered it immediately afterwards. Um, so I tweeted this out earlier today, and by the way, you can find all my social media links uh, down below. But uh let's go to my uh, Twitter. I, I thought that this was uh, I actually thought this was kind of funny. Uh, Twitter was freaking out over the fact that, uh, well let me let me just read this this uh, Twitter moment for you. Let me, let me read my tweet because this is great. So I tweeted this, this out earlier uh, earlier this afternoon. So Candace, so, Candace Owens uh, praised Kanye West, and I guess uh, Kanye, in return, actually said that he admired Candace Owens uh, as well. And uh, leftist Twitter was freaking, out, was freaking out about this all afternoon, right? Uh, let, me, let me see if moments actually work on the, uh, on the browser. Uh, let's see. While fans of Owens are expressing their support for Kanye's statement, others are upset that this appears to be an endorsement for the far right personality. I love how they uh have termed uh Candace Owens as like a far as like a far right alt right slash alt right personality. Okay. Candace Owens is simply a conservative. But because she's black and a conservative, Twitter and Jack the soy boy that he is, you know, oh, she's an extremist. She's a, she's a radical. So let me go through the, the moment. So, uh, let's see. So Kanye tweeted out 12 hours ago, I like the way Candace Owen thinks. Only free thinkers. Candace Owens responds, "I'm freaking out, Kanye West. Please take a meeting with me. I tell every single person that that I've been inspired to do was written in, in your music. I am my own biggest fan because you made it OK. I need you to help wake up the black community. Uh, Roseanne Barr got Ro, man, Rose, Roseanne Barr has also has also been, kill, been killing it too. Uh, let's see." Did Kanye re- just really okay? Now here come the webs. Did uh did Kanye just really sp- speak positively about Candace Owens? Held held us froze over. Let's see. I oh so so it actually it actually looks like there that there uh, are some. Conservative tweets on, or or some people with common sense. So that's good at least. Oh, here's the here's the first lib. And by the way, I love that Caleb uh, Karma is 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 whiter than I am. Candace Owens is a far right media personality who got who got famous by appearing on the consp- on the conspiracy site Infowars, calling herself a red pill black. A term popularized on the alt right men's right message boards. It is basically an antonym for woke. Yeah, here's the thing. The actual alt right, and I've written endless amount of columns on this. The alt right is like less than one percent. They're not even conservatives, they're neo Nazis. So let's see. AK Red Pill Black, Communications of Far Right Canvas. Oregon, Turning Point USA. See, all of the people who are criticizing Candace Owens, this is hysterical. All all except for one of them is, uh, all except for one of these libs I can think of is, uh, they're all white. They're all white liberals. They're all white liberals. This is, this would be hysterical if it weren't so sad. Now, to be honest, folks, I haven't been, I've never been like a huge, uh, Owen I've never been a huge Kanye West uh, fan, Um, but hey, he's a major uh, power, he's a major influence in the black community, and. Based on some of the things that he said, like I remember at the end of La- at the at the end of 2016, at one of his concerts, he said that he voted for Trump, which uh, got boos from the Black Lives Matter crowd. Um, I mean the fact now that he's also liking Candace Owens uh, is also a big thing. So who knows? Uh, I'm so what what I tweeted out to go back to my uh, tweet, which I which I never fully read. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. I'll, I'll go back to that. So what I what I well in response to, the, to this tweet, and it, and it's true. Uh, Twitter's disingenuous attempt to paint real candoso O as a far right personality. Is them trying to call her, her an extremist? The far left is terrified that they're losing Kanye West, and all I can say is welcome Kanye. God, freedom, le- legacy. Hashtag unbearables. And and it's true. The the black community. See, there are black conservatives like uh, like Thomas Sowell and uh, like like uh, Colin Noir and like Herman Cain, and like Bo Snerdly, who is Rush Limbaugh's producer, but the left is terrified of them. And so, they must be Uncle Toms, or they must be uh, radicals of some kind. So, we have to marginalize them and make them, uh, you know, horrible, horrible people. But, uh, yeah, if if Kanye comes comes over to the to the conservative side of the spectrum. The left is done in a big way. Uh, can I show the Can I show the original video that Kanye saw before t- tweeting that? Uh, I mean, I could. I guess I could. Dax, I wouldn't be able to play in the. Uh, I wouldn't be able to play it in my app that I have doing the program, I, I would have to download it and uh whatnot. And I, I'm not sure I'm not sure I have enough bandwidth on my computer to stream this and download videos at the same time. But maybe I'll uh send me a reminder in the in the bare discord and perhaps I'll download it for uh next week's podcast. Or if I do like a live stream in the middle of the week, which I probably do, do, I'll do it then, but, uh, yeah, that just about covers everything for, uh, the show, I guess the moral of the story is, uh, NFL cheerleaders are hot, uh, have a family, the nuclear family is good, Lucy K is funny, but he's an immoral character, uh, positive, positive comedy by Dennis Miller is, uh, is always good, and comedy can be positive and pro-family as well, um, the, Colin Noir is spot on in the fact that the black community does not have a, have like a gun problem, they have an economic problem, and, uh, Kanye should be coming over to the right, uh, pretty soon here, at least I hope he does. Uh, okay, well, folks, with that in mind, I do want to wrap up, up the show. Before we do, though, I want to make a, uh, I want to mention a few things. As I, uh, as I always try and mention, uh, you can follow the what you can follow me on Twitter, at 70 underscore N D C hashtag WA Radio, W, hashtag Whitfield Report. Uh, you can follow me on Gab, at Sam Whitfield. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at SamDeBeer underscore NDC. You can visit my website at TheSamWhitfield.com, Facebook.com forward slash WhitfieldReport. You can find the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcast from by, uh, by searching uh, The Whitfield Report. And uh, you can also go to Anchor.FM. Slash Whitfield Report. That's the uh, direct page for the podcast. And uh, one other thing I wanted to mention too, uh, we now have a I now have a pa- a Patreon page. I mentioned this at the at the beginning of the show, but I'll mention it again. Uh, I just launched a Patreon page for the show as well. So, if you would like to uh, support the show for less than a dollar a month, you can. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Whitfield. Become a patron, and uh, I'm going to do three extra podcasts per week. They'll probably be shorter, like around 15 to 20 minutes, as opposed to a full uh, an hour. And then there are different pa- uh, tiers that you can... Um, that you can, um, you know, subscribe at once. Once we get more patrons to folks, I will be posting uh, more content. I only have one post right now, but that's because I haven't fully, uh, you know, I haven't fully gotten gotten invested in Patreon yet. But I am working on it. So please go to Patreon.com/slash/Whitfield. Support the show financially if you can. Uh, if not, folks, please, as always, uh, rate, comment, subscribe, and like this video. Be sure to share on your social media platforms. Uh, thanks to Jester Bear for subscribing. Always appreciate it. Like, hike, and bear share. Also, folks, like I said, uh, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a review there as well. That that definitely helps uh, me out too. May enjoy. It. Alright folks, that just about does it. It's almost about 10.45 and uh, so I'm going to have to show up from all of us here at uh, NGC TV and from the Unbearables, good night. God bless and God save this great nation. I'll see you next week and uh, good night ladies and gentlemen. God bless.